Welcome, brethren. Welcome uh, to another Sabbath uh, study at Bashan. Uh, we welcome especially all of you, brethren, who are with us on the, the live stream and the Zoom uh, room and so on. Uh, we hope that everyone will be blessed. Um, I know that I was blessed by that uh, song that we just heard from Brother Moore, that special, I thought was very nice. And I hope that everyone was blessed as well. I'm going to ask uh, Sister Claudette to um, open uh, with prayer in a moment. First, I'm going to read from um, consuls to teachers first. Uh, the mind will never cease to be active. It is open to influences, both good and bad. It is a law of the mind that it gradually adapts itself to the subjects upon which it is trained to dwell. If occupied with commonplace matters only, it will become dwarfed and enfeebled. If never required to grapple with difficult problems, it will, after a time, almost lose its power of growth. Many, many people are in this situation, brethren. In the world, they spend their life uh, uh, dwelling with commonplace um, nonsense. Um, uh, day after day, month after month, and year after year, and their mind becomes enfeebled and they cannot grow uh, easily beyond where they are. Now, there are too many of us who are also in this situation where we are um, at a level uh, that we've been for a long time and it's not, we're comfortable with that uh, level of, of spiritual and intellectual growth and it's almost impossible to to move past that. Are you training, brethren, to become a dwarf or a spiritual, mental, and emotional giant that God wants you to be? God wants us to be great men and women. And uh, another word for that is to be mental and spiritual giants. But we can't become the people that God wants, wants, wants us to be, uh, while we fill our mind with the commonplace things of the world. And we also fill our mind with the commonplace um, expectations of the world. Uh, whatever the world expects and wants and desires, we too fill our minds with. And as we do that, we will stunt our, our spiritual and mental growth. We will not be able to become the people that God wants us to be. And if we say, uh, we're growing, brother, we are growing. If we're growing and growing and growing, but never actually uh, make significant strides, then we're not growing, brethren. We're not. And we do need to be. We have a long ways to go and it's a very uh, little time to get there. And we won't get there if, we, uh, if our mind uh, continually dwells on the usual pablum of the world. 
we have to make a, 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 an amazing change in our life, in our way of thinking, in our way of, uh, of, uh, of our plans for our future, what's go what, what we're going to do in the next few uh, days, weeks, months, years. All of our ideas have to be turned upside down. And if we uh, don't do this, we'll continue in the way that we're going. It's not catastrophic right now. We're stable. In fact, that's the problem. We're very stable on the course that we're going, just like the world is. They're very stable, hard to move, hard to change from their trajectory. Well, we have to change. We have to change drastically. And the Lord wants us to change our direction in an upward way. We have to grow. We have a lot of things to learn. We have a, to become a special people that God wants us to become. Now, there's a common thought among Davidians and religious people in general that in a flash of light, we will become the, that people. The spirit of prophecy and the message teach that we don't become uh, um, that, that, that the people that we are to be uh, simply by the Lord working a miracle in us. We become that per, uh, person step by step through the uh, hard, persevering, severe effort combined with God's help. That's how we do it. But too many people think that it's all going to happen in a flash of light. It's not, brethren. You wait for that flash of light and it's never going to come. It's going to be uh, uh, the end there, the, the uh, Ezekiel 9, it is not going to be the light that you see. So um, I want to encourage us to think about this, the necessity of undergoing severe mental and spiritual training starting now. Everything we uh, think about ourselves, everything that we plan to be and do next week, next month, next year, it needs to be changed, all of it. Because it's not sufficient, it's not enough, it's not what the Lord wants. Unless we were planning to be perfect, wonderful, competent, um, uh, uh, super dedicated uh, workers and missionaries for the Lord, uh, unless we are working in a in a step-by-step -step way to achieve this, we are not on track to where the Lord wants us to be. We are on track to where we are comfortable with being. We are comfortable with how we are living. And uh, it is very hard uh, for us once we're comfortable, we're set in our ways, uh, it's a type of Laodicean condition, brethren, uh, whether we like that word or not. Uh, it's very hard to change. It's fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the needle's eye than it is for most people to change in the way that we have to change. And it's only by God's help that we're going to make it, that any of us are going to make it. So. God wants a certain people. He is going to have a certain people. Uh, if we're going to be among that, that uh, those people that he has asked uh, us to be, we have to make this uh, severe, continuous, 
successful effort on our part. So our subject is uh, systematic, uh, the need for systematic uh, training on our part as uh, Christians, as Davidians. Let's pray with Sister Claudette, please. Our Father, which art in heaven, we are very, very, very grateful that we're able to come before your presence at this time of the evening to listen to your words, Lord. We ask you that you will please, once again, help us to be fully attentive to what you're speaking to us and the importance of this subject of coming up to the standard spiritually and mentally and emotionally by grappling with problems and becoming the people you want us to be. We know you will have those people, but Father, each and every one of us want to be one of our one with them. And we ask that you will help us each day, starting today, that we will ask, Lord, what will you have me to do? And help us when you show us that we will not deny it, we'll humble ourselves and then we'll ask you for strength and grace to move forward. Bless Brother Trevor at this time and all who will be listening worldwide. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. To become the people God wants us to be, we must undergo intense systematic training. Uh, we understand the necessity of study, and we've talked a lot about uh, living the life that we have to uh, live, but I want to introduce us to uh, a concept that is not at all brand new. It's systematic training. We do have to undergo systematic training. No matter who you are, the Lord has blessed you with intellectual faculties capable of vast improvement. So here we see uh, the person we are, each one of us, uh, uh, relatively speaking, uh, who we are, and this is the person God wants us to be, um, intellectually speaking and spiritually speaking as well. Now, is it true? Are you really capable of vast improvement? Uh, you know, most people uh, in the world, sitting in front of their television 5.5 hours a day, uh, on average or whatever, they are only theoretically capable of vast improvement, only in the most um, generous uh, definition of the word theoretically. Practically speaking, they are not capable of of, uh, of real uh, improvement. They're going to go on about their life just the way they are. So here we are today, and here's the person God wants us to be. And it's up to us. It's up to us if we are going to allow him to help us become the person that he wants us to be. And year after year, we've gone on the same way and we've got to the place we are. 
and it's good. We have made improvements, but brethren, we honestly are not that the people that the Lord has asked us to be yet. And if we are going to go on another 20 years uh, at the same rate of uh, improvement, and many of us, almost all of us, have had 20 years in the message or longer. Some of us have had 40 years in the message. And uh, we are still not the people the Lord has asked us to be. Now, this is not to be discouraging. Uh, actually, this is to point us in the direction we need to go. But the fact is, uh, if we're not going to be realistic and look at ourselves honestly and see ourselves, and we need to see ourselves without falling apart. If we, if we can only see ourselves and become discouraged, then we are certainly not going to be the people the Lord asks us to be. We need to see ourselves and be able to um, do something about it with his help. The cause of God is suffering for want of labors of understanding and mental power. This is a direct uh, statement to us, brethren, each of us, uh, to us, to the work today. Um, cultivate your talents with persevering earnestness. Train and discipline the mind by study, by observation, by reflection. You cannot meet the mind of God unless you put to use every power. There's so many remarkable thoughts about that. But um, each of us, whether we are a member and supporter of the work, a leader in the field, a worker, a worker here at Bation, I want you to stop and think um, if, uh, if, uh, if the Lord was uh, able to replace you with somebody that had uh, a greater understanding and mental powers and that could do your job in a better way. Think about it. And that goes for me too, brethren, all of us. Think about it. Now, this person, it could even be yourself, is able to do your job with greater understanding and mental power because they have allowed the Lord to train them, to step-by-step step develop their abilities, their intellectual powers, and spiritual powers. How much more could be accomplished at all levels? A lot, a huge amount. Start with uh, members. If each member was uh, 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 intellectual and spiritual giant, they would be doing their work of sighing and crying with great competency. They would be doing their everyday um, uh, uh, job with great competency and getting promoted. They would be supporting the work in a um, superior way to the way they support the work today. What about us here at headquarters? What if the person that was doing your job was replaced by you who had undergone this process of, 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 of spiritual and intellectual uh, improvement? You would be doing your job with a great skill and ability. You wouldn't have to ask other people to help you do your job every day. You would be able to do your job, or even worse, just not do it. You would be able to do your job and do it in a very skillful, uh, 
a competent way, as competent as anyone else. In fact, what the Lord is looking for is not for us to be equal to the world, but to be superior, superior to the world. Just as we are to be spiritually superior, we are to be intellectually superior. That's who we're called to be. So with that kind of person uh, in the work, in the cause, um, it would not be suffering for want of labors uh, of understanding and mental power. We would be able to do our work in a, a, in a way, and this goes, for, remember, from members all the way to me. Every one of us, all of us, it would, we would be able to do our work with great skill and dedication and, and, and um, spiritual discernment. This is the people that the Lord is asking for. Not half-hearted, half-minded half uh, uh, service that we get today. How can we become the person God wants us to be? First, we need to unlearn much of what we have learned in the school of man. We have learned many things that were not good. Many, many things. We've learned to do half-hearted service. We learned it to do just enough. We learned not to really put our heart into it. We learned that it's not necessary for us to um, to make an effort to educate ourselves, to, to, um, to uh, study things out ourselves, to increase our ability for our, um, our employer. I remember um, a job that I had uh, long ago when I was a young man in a factory, and there was uh, talk about um, uh, uh, learning to do uh, another job, a welding job. And one of the people said, I'm not being paid to do that. I'm not being paid enough to, do, to take that welding job. And the welding job wasn't all that pleasant. I, I could see that myself. Um, I didn't say anything about it, I just listened. But I remembered that conversation because um, when it came time to promote and to, um, to keep workers, who do you think were kept? the workers who fitted themselves uh, to learn the new things, extra things. And those people who are like, no, I'm not being paid enough to do that. <clears throat> those people were not kept or promoted. And this is what the, the system the Lord follows. We think that we can do half-hearted service, but we can't. We have learned a lot of things uh, in the school of man and we have carried over those things with us in our way of serving the Lord. Second, we need to undergo the severest self-training in the school of God. And <clears throat> this is not to our liking. The word severe is not in our vocabulary of words that we like. And even if we want to say we like it, brethren, we don't like it. And it's unnatural. It's, uh, for us to, to, uh, to really have an appreciation of this. But this is what the Lord has said. Many have, as had Moses, very much to unlearn in order to learn the very lessons they need to learn. Moses had need to be self-trained by the severest mental and moral discipline 
and God wrought with him before he could be fitted to train others in mind and heart. And that is what we have to undergo. We're, we're not called to a lesser calling as part of the 144,000 brethren. We are going to have to be trained by the severest mental and moral discipline. And there are some people who at this point, they may have been faithful all along and they may be willing and so on and so on. But when you come to severest mental and moral discipline, it's like, wait a minute, brother, I did not sign up for that. I did not sign up for that kind of thing. I am not being paid enough for that. But we are being paid enough, brethren. We are, and the Lord has asked us to do these things. I hope that every single one of us will be willing to undergo the severest mental and moral discipline because that's what it'll take. Nothing less will get us to where we're, uh, we have to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is needed? Self-discipline. <clears throat> Self-discipline must be practiced. An ordinary mind, well-disciplined, will accomplish more and higher work than will be uh, the most than will the most highly educated mind and the greatest talents without self-control. We must be able to control our thoughts and feelings even in the most trying circumstances. So when we are uh, in, the, in the crucible, uh, uh, as it were, of this uh, experience, uh, this severe training experience, we must be able to control our mind, our emotions, our thoughts. Without self-control, uh, we will um, go off course. We, we will uh, allow ourselves to become uh, uh, upset, despondent, uh, discouraged, one thing or another, uh, without self-control. So self-discipline, self-control is uh, one of the uh, most crucial um, elements here that we must learn. Not the only thing though. We must be competent. We must be competent workers. Never aim lower than to become competent in the matters which occupy you. The intellectual and spiritual growth should be as marked as the development of the physical power. You should feel the necessity of being strong and competent intellectually as well as spiritually. Now, this is something that we have not emphasized before correctly. But to serve the Lord uh, to the fullest capacity that we can, we do have to become uh, competent and strong intellectually. It is necessary. And whether or not we have thought of ourselves as strong and competent intellectually, we have to be to serve the Lord in the way that he has asked us to serve him. Many fail to acquire this power, not because they are lacking in ability, but because they fail to apply themselves with determined and diligent effort. They don't care to undergo the severe discipline the severe effort. They have the ability. The Lord did not make a mistake in calling anyone here. Everyone here has the ability 
to become the person that the Lord has asked us to be. But many fail to apply themselves. They don't want to make that effort. They don't want that, um, they don't want to have that pain and suffering as it were. It does take a lot of, of effort, a privation, uh, self-denial, and uh, I'd rather be having a good time. I'd rather just be enjoying myself. I, I, don't I get any time for a break? You know, I mean, in the world, you get lots of time for leisure time and so on. So that is the, the, one of the things that we have to unlearn, that we have all learned in, from the world. God has given to every human being a brain. He desires that it shall be used to his glory. We have none too much brain power or reasoning, reasoning faculties. This is the sad truth since the fall of Adam and Eve. We don't have the brain power that we uh, would uh, like to have that we once had. And we have to use the, uh, the power that we have. We have to develop it we have, with severe effort, with hard training. We have to uh, increase the talents that we are given. And uh, along with that, uh, the Lord wants us to hold on to what we have. With, as we get older, uh, it's not all uh, just increasing, it's holding on to what we have through severe effort, through uh, taxing um, work, exercises. Um, and as we do these things, we will be able to um, keep our uh, fitness to serve him longer. We are to do all we can to strengthen these powers. Sorry, let me go back up. We are to educate and train every power of mind and body, the human mechanism that God has bought, in order that we may put it to the best possible use. We are to do all we can to strengthen these powers, for God is pleased to have us become more and still more efficient co-laborers with him. Now we are at the end of uh, probationary time, uh, just about at the end of time. It's not enough to talk about how we're going to be part of the 144,000, isn't that wonderful, and so on. It's actually time for us to uh, work on this, step by step, with severe mental discipline and effort to become this, this uh, amazing person that God wants us to be. He does want us to be this person and he will help us to be this person in the end if we do everything on our side that we can do. And that's a lot, brethren. It's a lot from a human point of view, from a divine point of view, it's a tiny amount, but it's a critical amount. And from our point of view, it will seem to be a mountain of things that is required of us that we must do. We must train uh, every power of the mind and body. That's, a, that's pretty comprehensive. Every power, every faculty, everything. We have to improve to the highest possible level. 
Christians are under obligation to him to so train the mind that all the faculties may be strengthened and more fully developed. If we neglect to do this, they will, they will never accomplish the purpose for which they were designed. The, the faculties will never be uh, uh, improved uh, to where the Lord has uh, uh, designed them to be. We have no right to neglect any one of the powers that God has given us. There's a lot of things that we have to be doing. We do have to be competent uh, in everything. We do have to be learning, growing, studying. We don't have time for the things of the world. We literally don't have time or, uh, for the, all the things that we think are so important. And brethren, uh, it is very, very common, almost universal, for us to have concerns and interests uh, uh, to a certain degree similar to the world, in many cases very much to uh, the same as the world. Do not accept yourself from this because if we were to sit down and do a careful uh, comparison step-by-step, uh, step, you would see that you too have a share, a large set of interests with the world and they take up your time. All these things take up your time, take away your energy, um, and uh, you do not have the time or interest to devote to the Lord, and you think it natural. And that's one of the things that we have to unlearn, because it is natural for the human heart to go about its own human way. It, that is perfectly natural, but we have to uh, see that it is not for us. It is not the way we Davidians see these things. We don't look at the things the way the world does. What, what, the, what is perfectly okay for them is completely wrong for us. Train yourself in these things. Never be discouraged. Now, we can't be a, a member of the uh, 144,000 and be going around drooping, discouraged, easily uh, deflected, and, and, um, uh, and so on. We, this is not the, the person that 144, uh, one of the members of the 144,000 could be. Nothing must be, uh, must be allowed to discourage us now. We must learn that now. And there's, we don't, uh, all of these things are not uh, none of, let me put it this way. None of these things happen in a vacuum. You don't just say, decide out of the blue, uh, I will never be discouraged. That's important, that decision and that desire. But there are things that you have to learn. There's step-by-step -step process in everything. If you want to learn anything, you don't just uh, make a, um, uh, um, you don't just, uh, uh, say, I will learn this. From now on, I will know this skill or that profession or whatever. You have to go through the process. To never become discouraged, you have to train yourself. There's a whole set of things in this. And to, uh, to, if we haven't uh, um, successfully learned things like this at the beginning, the fundamental things, we're not going to have a chance to learn the more advanced things because we'll be 
discouraged along the way. We'll be separated, we'll separate ourselves along the way. Never allow, allow yourself to talk in a hopeless, discouraged way. Not only uh, do you discourage yourself, but even worse, you discourage others when you talk in this way. And this is something that we have to understand and see that it's a, a, a doubly serious situation to not only discourage ourselves, but to discourage others. Never despond, never shrink from apparent impossibilities. If God has made you the heralds of salvation, never allow one word of discouragement to escape your lips. Has God made us the heralds of salvation? He has, brethren. And it might seem impossible for us to become this person. We are so set in our ways. It is so natural for us to go about our usual uh, world-influenced ways that we may uh, think it's impossible and, and uh, um, that there's no hope. Don't despond. Don't feel like that. God has not made a mistake. We can uh, overcome and we can um, do this because we are the heralds of salvation literally today. You can train yourself to enjoy a healthful diet. The Lord helps those who seek to help themselves. This is a uh, both practically speaking good advice for um, health reform and a general advice. Uh, we can train ourselves to do a whole bunch of things that we think is impossible. And when you look back, you will see, you know, I thought that was going to be impossible, but now I've moved on beyond that. Now, if you take forever to move a few steps, it will take you forever to, to get where you're going. In other words, you'll never get where you want to go. We cannot take forever to make these baby steps. Either we're going to do this, either the, the, the truth is going to have this effect on us now, or it's not. And you can say, well, I'm, I'm coming into line gradually, brother. Uh, how much... Um, how much understanding would we have for a brother who is coming into line gradually on uh, giving up um, alcohol or tobacco or meat eating? And he's gradually doing that and he cut down quite a bit in 20 years. Okay? Brethren, you know that we're not going to be all that understanding uh, uh, of that person. Either you're going to make it or you're not. And it's the same thing in everything else. Uh, all these little health-destroying practices that we have have to stop everything. It needs to stop. It needed to stop yesterday, the day before yesterday, but it certainly needs to stop today. It's too late now for us to uh, uh, be coddling ourselves with these things and say, I'm working on it, brother. I'm working on those things. Either we are overcoming on these things or we're not. That's the, that's the answer. The soldier in Christ's army must learn to endure hardness, deny self, take up the cross, and follow where his captain leads the way. There are many things to do which, which are trying to human nature and painful to flesh and blood. Oh, wait a minute, brother. You're talking about painful to flesh and blood? I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm not quite ready for that. 
and uh, we don't want anyone to actually run away, but yes, we are talking about these things. Now, we don't mortify the flesh like the Catholics did, or maybe do, I don't know if they do still. But um, as a matter of fact, we have to be willing to undergo um, painful things, difficult things, severe things. Yes, we do, and if we thought that our religion was a religion of ease and comfort and smooth sailing all the way to the kingdom, we are on the wrong track, we're in the wrong religion. And we need to find that easy religion somewhere, wherever the enemy will lead us. But it's not here, brethren. There are many things to do which are trying to human nature, difficult, severe. This is what we can promise you, a difficult, severe, hard experience. It is not, uh, the, the people that uh, uh, God wants uh, do not come about from soft and easy experience. They come in um, the, uh, the, the most severe taxing circumstances. Uh, we've uh, shown pictures of a forge before. Forging is, uh, uh, steel forging is when you take uh, something made of steel or maybe other metal and you hammer it. But you hammer it while it's uh, white hot. It, it has to be uh, very, very hot. It undergoes a tremendous uh, process of heat and hammering. And that's what, uh, how you forge the best um, steel implements is forged. They're hammered in under a high temperature uh, uh, a regime. And this is how the best Christians are, for, are, are created. They're forged in the furnace of affliction. Now, we're not saying just to afflict yourself presumptu uh, presumptuously, but we are saying that if you run away from difficulty, physical and uh, mental and emotional difficulty, you will never have that experience, that severe experience of, of, of facing these things and dealing with these things and growing with the help of the Lord. And he wants us to overcome these things. He wants us to not be destroyed by the process, but to be strengthened, greatly strengthened, to become a, a great people. And this is how it happens. Uh, if you thought that we were going to become a great people through soft treatment, you're in the wrong religion, brethren. Women, now this is addressed to women by inspiration, and I, I wholly believe it's true, but it also applies to men, brethren, uh, in my opinion, just as much. Women professing godliness generally fail to train the mind. Uh, do you women and men here profess godliness? Yes, brethren, we do. Uh, and this is addressed to us. Uh, women professing godliness generally fail to train the mind. They leave it uncontrolled to go where it will. This is a great mistake. Many seem to have no mental power. They have not educated the mind to think, and because they have not done this, they suppose they cannot. What is the solution? 
Meditation and prayer are necessary to a growth in grace. And it needs to be intense meditation and prayer. We're not going to get where we are, uh, where we need to be, by, um, by halfway measures. You cannot um, take a, a, uh, some um, important um, uh, steel uh, tool or instrument and, and, and forge it into its full strength and shape by light tapping on it while it's at a low temperature. It has to be, the temperature has to be raised very high, white hot. And you have to hammer it. That's the way you get it to be that, that a very um, strong, excellent uh, tool that it will be under the right circumstances. And that's the same thing with people. Meditation and prayer are necessary a little bit. A little bit? No, brother, not a little bit. A lot. Intensive meditation and prayer. Intensive effort. The severest effort is the only going to be enough with God's extra help and blessing. The most we can subject ourselves is just barely going to be enough with his help. So uh, what, I, what is necessary is very significant, severe, uh, intensive efforts on our part. How to successive, successfully train yourself in God's service. So training, a very interesting thing. It is something that we must all learn to do, to put ourselves through. Number one, you must really want it. You cannot undergo this process if you don't want it. You can't be forced to do it. If you're forced to do it on, on the outside, it will have only a superficial effect. You actually have to want to do these things. You have to. Uh, 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 desire it and you have to uh, if you have a mild desire the first thing you have to do is, is increase that mild desire to a great desire number two you must go about it in uh, it one systematic step at a time uh, there is a saying that the longest journey begins with one step a single step. And uh, as we climb a mountain, we start with one step. If we wanted to leap up the mountain in, a, in, a, uh, in one great stride, what would happen? Nothing. It, it, would, it would be, of course, a complete failure. And so it is with our training. We do want to uh, do step by step, break it down step by step, uh, and it's a lot of steps, brethren, that must be taken uh, successfully and quickly, but they're taken one step at a time with the Lord's help. Number three, assess and make adjustments as you go. If we never take a look at what we're doing, we never examine what we're doing, we could be doing anything. And uh, uh, chances are we are doing anything uh, except what we uh, need to do. Each step must be realistic, not too large and not too tiny. Now we talked about taking a giant step up the mountain and how uh, unrealistic that would be, but there are those who like to take very tiny, tiny, tiny little steps. I'm working, brother, I'm moving, I've changed, uh, uh, I really have. 
but their steps are so tiny that they will never get to their destination at the rate they're going. And we have to be willing to assess that and make adjustments. So uh, these are three things to remember. Uh, they will, if we, if we are willing to make adjustments uh, to, um, to uh, make that decision to go all out, to put the Lord's uh, um, things first, uh, to, to become the people that he has asked, the person he has asked us to be, first and foremost, um, we will succeed, we will have success. The problem is that a lot of people will want to go halfway, or to be honest, a quarter away or whatever. Uh, they don't want to go all out. If we don't go all out, we're going to fail. Going all out is not, uh, in our own power is not enough, you know. As we go all out with everything we have, we're still going to fail, except that the Lord is going to help us. That's the only way we will succeed. Now, if we go halfway, will the Lord help us? Will he make up the difference? He won't make up the difference, brethren. It's only when we go all out that he will make up the difference. So, it is necessary for us to drop the baggage of the world. Now, it is a lot of baggage that we are still encumbered with as a people. And we have to drop that baggage. We have to let it go. It is time for us to become the people God is asking us to be. Are you on course to becoming the spiritual, mental, and emotional giant God wants you to be? Now, again, giant is just used here as a stand-in for the great people that the Lord wants us to be. But it's an it's a accurate thing. By, by our standards today, we are puny people. We are not the people that uh, Adam and Eve was. But you know what? If we're restoring the Edenic ideal, ideal when it comes to the Sabbath and marriage and diet and so on, don't you think we are to restore the ideal in other things too when it comes to intellectual ability and uh, uh, spiritual uh, dedication and, and so on? All of these things must be restored and they're going to be restored in the 144,000. So uh, it is necessary for us to uh, change our direction, become uh, 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 dedicated to um, uh, training, to step-by-step -step, uh, growing and learning and becoming this person that the Lord wants us to be. This is our last uh, thought here. No one would think of entering an army in time of war, hoping to have ease and self-indulgence and a real pleasant and profitable time. They know that hardships and privations are the liabilities. And as long as the war lasts, they will have coarse food and often short rations, long weary marches by day, enduring heat, uh, the heat of the burning sun, camping out at night in the open air, exposed to uh, drenching rains, chilling frosts, venturing health and life itself as they stand as targets for the enemy. Now, 
even though this is uh, the, she's describing the life of the army, the Christian life is compared to this same army life. And we need to understand that the Lord has not promised us fine food, uh, uh, easy uh, marches and um, soft uh, beds at night. He has not promised us this at all. He has promised us that as we move forward, we're going to have physical difficulties, severe physical hardship, pain and suffering. And, and we have to accommodate our minds to these things, brethren. Now, in accommodating our minds to it doesn't mean that we seek it out and, and mortify the flesh just to, for whatever reason. We're not, we, we don't do that, but we have to come to terms with this. We have to be able to endure these things if that, if that is what the Lord has prescribed for us. We have to accept that. And we, and we have to do it in a way that doesn't cause us to just fall apart. It, it, what use is a soldier in the battle, uh, in the war uh, for God, if we fall apart just from the physical um, hardship before we even uh, make contact with the enemy, as it were. Now, what kind of so use is uh, so such a soldier to the Lord? We do need to be able to survive. The Christian life is compared to the life of a soldier, and there can be no bribes presented of ease and self-indulgence. The idea that Christian soldiers are to be excused from the conflicts, experiencing no trials, having no, all temporal comforts to enjoy, and even the luxuries of life is a farce. It's not true, brethren. And uh, if you want to have that kind of life, Again, I direct you to, I don't know who has taken Reverend Ike's place. Remember some of us, Reverend Ike, who promised you a good physical life, all the wealth and, and the cars and jobs and so on, if you'd only send money to him. <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know who has taken his place, but there are people out there and we direct you to them because we cannot promise any of those things. What we promise is what Sister White has said right here. Uh, there can be uh, uh, no doubt that we, were, we are um, not going to have the temporal, temporal comforts of life, luxuries of life. Uh, we will have hardships and trials and even physical uh, pain and suffering. The Christian conflict is a battle and a march calling for endurance. Difficult work has to be done. <clears throat> it often proves fatal to the Christianity of those who with false ideas of pleasantness and at ease enlist in, as soldiers in Christ's army and then experience trials. And there's too many people who want to have ease in their life and they, and they would like to be part of the 144,000. Yes, indeed, I want to be one of those great people. But uh, when it comes to paying the price, uh, they are not at all comfortable with. Now, I don't expect any of us, any of us, myself included, to um, want to uh, instantly uh, experience pain and suffering for the Lord, okay? But what I would like us to do is be willing to learn, willing to, uh, to endure hardship, learn to, uh, to train to endure hardship. Uh, 
It's a step-by-step -step process. The Lord is not going to expect us to be uh, at the top level of, of sacrifice and privation when we are just starting to learn. And, and we need to be willing, and that's the whole thing. If we're not willing to let the Lord teach us these things, to make us into this person, then we're never going to be that person at all. Never going to. So uh, it's not that you have to see yourself as I can endure, endure all hardships. I can uh, do everything uh, that the Lord asks right now. Uh, we're not saying that, but we're saying let the Lord fit you for this. Be willing to become this person. That's what we're saying. Those people who are not willing, it will prove fatal to their Christianity because they have signed on for a pleasant time. They signed on for the good times. They didn't know what they were really signing up for. They did not read the fine print, as it were. Those who serve under the bloodstained banner of Prince Emmanuel are expected to do difficult work that will tax every power God has given them. They will have painful trials to endure for Christ's sake. They will have conflicts that rend the soul, but if they are faithful soldiers, they will say with Paul, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. And the real thought of this is not how much pain and suffering we may have to endure, but that we must train to become this person. We are not this person right now, but we can, with the Lord's help, train to be this person. And it, it is not something that very few, if any people, are just born with, but the Lord will help us become this person. Does he ask us to sacrifice in exactly this way? Who knows? The Lord knows. But we must be willing to train to become this person. And in, in all the things that he has told us, to be uh, intellectually uh, uh, and spiritually uh, competent and, and a, a great person, to, uh, to uh, have uh, perfect self-control and self-discipline, even under the most taxing conditions. And I, I don't just mean um, physical conditions. The most taxing um, mental conditions uh, or emotional conditions, maybe uh, just the, the, the people around you are taxing. And you cannot allow yourself to be, um, to be overcome by that. You have to be this calm, stable, loving, Christ-like person, regardless, able to do your job, regardless of the, uh, of the situation. So, what the real point here is, is we have to step-by-step, step, systematically train to become this person. And if you thought that all you had to do is study, you're wrong. If you thought that all you had to do is believe, you're wrong. We have to actually train, step-by-step, uh, uh, and, and that is um, something that is new. It's not new in, uh, in, in the message. It is, it is clearly stated that we must train as we have read, but it's going to be new, brethren, because we're actually going to do this. We're going to uh, uh, provide the opportunity for the workers 
to systematically train to do these things and become this person. And it's the only way we can do it. There's no other way. If you know of another way to become this amazing uh, spiritual um, and, and uh, uh, intellectual and moral giant that the Lord has asked us to be, fine, let us know. But uh, there is no other way, uh, actually, but training, uh, along with everything else that we already know. We, uh, those things we do, and we also now add uh, systematic, step-by-step -step training in these things. And you think, why am I doing this particular thing or that particular thing? Now you know uh, why uh, of the background, the theoretical background in that. We do have to train uh, to become the people that we are to be. And it makes sense, too, when you think about it. In fact, it's the only way it's going to happen. All the training in the world that we go through is only barely going to be enough with God's help. And uh, w without uh, our part, he is not going to do his part. So uh, to be the people we are to be, we have to undergo this process. But at the end of the, uh, the journey, we are guaranteed the knowledge that uh, we will be, if we are faithful, he will be faithful too. And he will take our little and bless it. And we will, in the end, be this great and wonderful and marvelous people that we have been talking and talking and talking about for so long. Thank you, brethren. God bless you all.